Hey there, folks. This is going to be a little bit shorter episode as I'm going to be out of town for some work stuff and I'm putting this together so that we have something on our regular day. But I think despite that shorter, I think you'll find it special. All right, on with the show. You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Hey, all you boys, girls, and non-binaries out there. I want to tell you about some friends that I used to have. There was my buddy, Tim. He was a businessman in the video world like me and we would often talk about and share experiences of what it was like growing our respective video businesses. There was this uh, photographer I knew. His name was David. He was somebody who was quite the successful entrepreneur. He was able to grow this business, and he seemed like a pretty affable dude. And I made videos about him back in the day when I was doing a lot of work in the professional photography world and I interviewed him for a bunch of podcasts and short films I made. Really cool dude. There was this uh, guy named Jim, another photographer, but he also started this nonprofit that did some really cool work raising money and bringing fresh water to countries in Africa. And I often would do pro bono video work for him and his organization because I just really dug what he was doing. Really cool dude. There was my buddy Matt, another videographer. Obviously, I was known in the pro video world and so I hung out with a lot of other professional videographers. I was on the speaking circuit and this was another one of those dudes. Huge smile, great guy, love hanging out with them. You know, I think I think they do really love me. Like we were tight. There's my neighbor Tom when I lived in Atlanta. Tom was a cool dude. I would uh, take my kids over there and he tossed my kids up. Well, my, my, my kid up, I should say, when my son was younger. Uh, bounce him on his knee. Uh, when I moved out of Atlanta, whenever I needed to go back for uh, commercial work or client work, I always had a place on his couch. Oh, there is this couple called the Greys. Another photography couple. They were so cool. They just had huge hearts. And I would, uh, I remember making a video with uh, one of my clients and they were involved. It was this video that was raising awareness for like this boys and girls club in uh, New Orleans. Really cool couple. Just, you know, great, great peeps as they like to say. All these friends of mine that I had were special people, you know. They were people who you felt had huge hearts. And they were people who you could see being friends with for your entire life. And there are two things that all these people had in common. The number one, like me, they were all devout Christians. I mean, these were the kind of people who wore their Christianity on their sleeve, much like I did 
we were all very open about sharing that we were Christian, but we didn't do it in the obnoxious way of Bible thumping or standing on a street corner. We did it in how we showed our love to the people, which is why they were doing all these cool things, right? We were the kind of Christians that when you saw us up on stage, you said, I may not necessarily like Christians in general, but those Christians, those are the ones that I like. Those guys are cool. The other thing that all these people have in common is that they are fucking Trump supporters now. They are like avid supporters of this dude. It was some of their Facebook posts that I saw online that started me thinking, what the fuck is happening in this country? How is it that all these people that I know and love, who I thought were these devout believers in Christ, supporting this dude? Like, do they do they not see the same thing I see? Do, do they not realize that he literally represents every one of the seven deadly sins and zero of the fruit of the spirit? That's Christian talk. I won't go into details, so you can Google it. But basically, he's the exact opposite of what it means to be a Christian. How could they not see this? I, I, I couldn't understand. It was like fully embracing who he was in terms of supporting America and making decisions that are great for my 401k. And I just, I just remember thinking, are they out of their Vulcan minds? One of the people I just mentioned made a point to post memes of one of the Stoneman Douglas shooting survivors as a Hitler Nazi because this particular survivor was speaking out against gun violence. One of these people went to the January 6th Trump rally. I don't think that person participated in the riot, but uh, he was there and partaking of the praise and worship of Trump. Uh, one of these people decided to get in a long drawn out debate with me about whether or not Trump is a racist and why this person feels like he would even vote for Trump for a third time, despite the fact that Trump continues to lie to this country, despite the fact that he incited an insurrection and tried to take over our democracy, despite the fact that uh, he, as of this taping, stole classified documents that quite possibly compromised our nation's security. But hey, he's really good financially for this friend or ex-friend of mine. One of these people threatened to tear gas me if I should ever go to the Portland Black Lives Matter protest. And he would have paid two to $3,000 a night for the opportunity to do that to me. As I am fond to say, and will continue to say, if in today's day and age you still support Donald Trump, you're either ignorant, in denial, or something worse. I think a really good way to explain and illustrate how I've been feeling lately is the scene from Swing Kids. This was a movie that came out almost 30 years ago, 1993, and takes place about 1930s Germany. 
and it stars uh, Robert Sean Leonard and uh, Noah Wiley. And uh, actually, I forgot that Christian Bale was in that. Anyway, the movie is about a group of kids who are all friends and they're really into swing dancing. So naturally, I'm going to like this movie because I was really into swing dancing. And in this scene, it's later in the movie where Hitler is taking over. Uh, basically, all the swing kids have the brick up because swing dancing is the dancing of the Negro and none of that is going to be allowed in Hitler's Germany. And in this scene, uh, Christian Bale's character Thomas is visiting with Peter, played by Robert Sean Leonard. I think it's very interesting they're using biblical names here. Very apropos. But in any case, they're having this conversation about the state of the friendship, them being in the Hitler Youth and all that other kind of thing. Robert Sean Leonard's character, you know, Peter Forget is sad about the fact one of their friends killed themselves and the Hitler and the Nazis killed their dad and matter. it's a really powerful scene. Peter, you can't save everybody. There are more important things now. Anytime we could be at war. If you side with the Nazis, then we're at war. You and me, Thomas. I'm not going to forget about Arvid. They murdered him. They murdered my father. Wait a second. What are you talking about? Arvid killed himself. Arvid was a cripple. He didn't belong. What's happened to you? He was a cripple? He killed himself because he didn't want to become a murderer. Don't you see that's what they're trying to turn us into? Stop talking this way. Just stop it. You got to go along, make the best of things. They want us to spy on our own parents. Don't you understand? God knows what else they'll do. We can't know what's really going on. They're evil, Thomas. Shut up. I'm not hearing this. You don't know what you're saying. Do you want me to... Re the other thing about this scene that I find eerily familiar is the fact that the Peter character says they want us to spy on our parents. And Thomas responds, you don't want me to report you. That's what this whole scene is about, is about whether or not Thomas is going to report them. What does that sound like? Oh, yeah. The laws being passed in Texas and other southern states where you can report on anyone who gets an abortion. I swear, sometimes I feel like I'm living in the opening montage of a dystopian movie. I really feel like Peter in this in the scene where these friends who I thought I knew are uh, belonging and following this fascist movement, fascist-like movement, and are really getting into it. And what's so comically ironic is there are a lot of literal neo-Nazis that are associated with Trump and his followers. So. It's just funny how so much satire has become reality. Yeah, I guess you can say I'm feeling like a swing kid. All right, we're going to take a break for some sponsors. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Now, I've addressed this a little bit in some of my earlier episodes about my walk of faith, but I was already sort of like deep in the throes of deconstructing my faith for reasons related to some of the physical elements that my now ex-wife was going through. But 
Trump and the support of him by these people who I thought I knew just completely accelerated that deconstruction. And I want to talk to you today about this journey I'm on. And, you know, Yolanda is always the first person to remind me whenever I bring up topics is, Ron, how does that relate to your story? This podcast, at the end of the day, is about your story. Your story is a black man reconnecting with his blackness. And as a, as a person who, for so many years, considered himself a Christian, going on this, this deconstruction journey. This podcast is named after my book, Dungeons and Durags. That's a huge part of what my book is about. And the last third of it is like almost entirely about like this Christian walk that I've been on and how it's caused me to make decisions that I'm not entirely proud of as I look back on them and how I've gone in this direction of being one of the loudest critics of the church today. And one question that continues to come up is, am I still a Christian? And I'm going to answer that question, not coincidentally, the way Jesus would often answer questions that were asked of him by the Pharisees of the day. Instead of giving a straight answer, I'm going to give this answer. The religion that I follow now in this world that we are living in, in this way that I choose to show up in the world, if you can call it a religion, is based on four things. Truth, empathy, compassion, and justice. For short, I call it Tech J. Truth, empathy, compassion, and justice. Uh, I made a TikTok video about it. You should look it up. Truth. More than anything, I want to support what is true. What is true financially, what is true politically, what is true morally. Because truth is so important. One of my favorite movies is Excalibur. And there's this scene in Excalibur. Which is the greatest quality of knighthood? Courage, compassion, loyalty, humility. What do you say, Merlin? Ah, the greatest. Um, well, they blend. Like the metals we mix to make a good sword. No poetry, just a straight answer. Which is it? All right, then. Truth. That's it. Yes, it must be truth. Above all. When a man lies, he murders some part of the world. What I love about that scene is that it's not an expected answer. You know, when Arthur asks Merlin, what is the greatest quality of a knight? You naturally think something like his fighting ability or a knight's sense of loyalty but the fact that he says truth and the fact that he gives the example that whenever you lie you hurt some part of the world truth is really important to me and allows me to look at each side of a political spectrum and go for whatever is true i'm going to look for the truth of something even if it's not going to necessarily be popular so truth is the first quality of my new religion the second is empathy one of the most famous verses in the Bible, something that is probably read at half the weddings that happen in this country is 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. 
if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not love, I gain nothing. And then goes on to the love is patient, love is kind, etc. So I'm kind of using empathy and love here interchangeably. But to me, empathy is like the foundation for love. And empathy is about being able to understand something that someone else is going through. So that even if there's truth, if you have truth, but you don't have that empathy part. And maybe, you know, I said the third part is compassion. Maybe those two combined is this love concept, empathy and compassion. If you don't have that empathy and you don't have the compassion, what's the point of having the truth, right? I completely despise people like, you know, Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson. Um, I don't despise Joe Rogan, but, you know, he says a lot of heinous shit sometimes. But all of these guys, at some point, sometimes some of the things they say are true. And I don't want to discount some of the truths that come out of their mouth just because it's coming out of the mouth of people who are horrible people. And that's where the empathy and the compassion part comes in. I want to have truth, but I want to face that truth with empathy and compassion. That's one of the issues that I have with so many of these Christian nationalists. Like, even if in their heart they believe whatever they believe is true, and obviously that's debatable since a lot of their beliefs are based on something that's subjective, the Bible. But even if you really believe that an abortion is killing some some person, or even if you really believe that homosexuality is a sin. And, you know, I admit it, and, I, and I've, you know, I've said this on this podcast, I used to be in that camp. I used to be in the homosexuality is a sin camp, and I've evolved. But I was the kind of person who had that truth, even though it was a subjective truth, and it's not a truth I hold to anymore, with that empathy and compassion part. And I think one of the issues that many people have and that I can speak for myself that I have is these Christian nationalists, they lack the empathy and the compassion. And so truth is important, but it has to be delivered with empathy and compassion. And lastly, justice. I believe that people who do wrong should have justice. What that justice looks like can come in different forms. It could be being kicked off of Twitter because you keep breaking the fucking Twitter rules, right? That is not council culture. That is accountability culture. And a lot of people forget the fact that, yeah, you can say what you want, but you're also going to be held accountable and suffer the consequences of the shit that comes out of your mouth, right? And so justice could be accountability for what you said. Justice could be being indicted and sending your ass to jail because you have classified documents that you have no business putting in the closet or the basement of your home in Florida. And of course, I'm talking about Trump. How in the world this man has eluded the justice that is due him is beyond me. Well, it's not beyond me. I understand why. But justice. I want to see justice. And not just justice in terms of some type of penal judgment against people who have done something bad, but also justice in terms of getting justice for those who have been wronged, right? Maybe it's reparations. Maybe it is affirmative action. Maybe it is any number of things you can think of to bring justice to people of color, indigenous people, 
people in the LGBTQ community who have been harmed for decades, centuries even, bringing them the justice that's owed them for everything that they've gone through. Truth, empathy, compassion, and justice. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this break. That's my religion. So when you ask me if I'm a Christian, you're probably asking, do I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again and was resurrected to save me from my sins? I will tell you this. There are lots of things in the Bible that I no longer believe. There are some other things in the Bible that I'm still questioning. And whether or not those aspects of Jesus fall into one of those two camps, I'm probably not ready to share, but I will share this. There are lots of things that Jesus taught that I really dig with. And regardless of whether or not I believe in my heart that he died and rose again, I think the Jesus that I've always worshiped, the Jesus that I think of today is a Jesus who would appreciate this new religion I have of truth, empathy, compassion, and justice. And so my hope for you, dear friends, is that regardless of where you fall on the spectrum of beliefs, whether you're a Christian, an atheist, an agnostic, a Jew, whatever, my hope is that you can treat other people with truth, empathy, compassion, and justice. I think if you can do that, I don't really care what label you use in yourself. That's it for this week. Appreciate you listening. Uh, I hope you don't mind that this was just sort of like a little personal rant. It's coming out of sadness, frustration that, you know, interactions I've had with some of these friends um, having it come up again. I'm sure some of you can relate. I hope that maybe something I've said today brings you a little bit of solace. Dungeons and Durex podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and Clyde Productions and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America podcast network. This episode was written, produced, and edited by Ron Dawson. Special thanks to my black BFFs and podcast peeps, JD and Yolanda Cochran. No relation to Johnny. Music used in the show was licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from freemusicarchive.org. All the television, film, podcasts, and YouTube clips are copyright of their respective parties and used for education, critique, commentary, or satire. Check out our podcast website for our statement of fair use. Oh, it's gonna help me stand. It's gonna help me stand. If you like the show, do all the podcasty things. Rate, review, share with your friends and family. Let us know what you think of the show. 
shoot us an email at podcast at dungeonsanddurags.com. You can even send a voicemail message on our website at dungeonsanddurags.com slash podcast. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple, we just may share your thoughts and stories on the show. You can follow me on all the social medias at just blurred runner. That's Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can follow JD at that JD Cochran and Yolanda at rat and a will with all the words separated by underscores. I write about race, religion, creative arts, and business on medium at rondawson.medium.com. That's it for now. Stay safe out there. And remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is. And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Until next time. Oh.